him one more time. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you for being here tonight. We welcome you to the service on a rainy evening, cool evening, but God is here anyhow. Amen. Matter of fact, God came before you. He's here. So take a moment, turn around and shake somebody's hand and welcome them to service. Quick observation for this coming weekend, Saturday, we need to turn our clocks back. Amen? We need to fall backwards. Spring forward, fall backwards. But this Saturday, we want to fall backwards. Turn your clock back one hour so you'll be on time come Sunday morning. In fact, Pastor told me a while ago to tell you just go ahead and turn them back tonight. Will that work? Yeah. Okay. Don't forget, this Saturday night, before you go to bed or as you go to bed, turn your clock back one hour so you'll be here Sunday morning on time. God bless you. If the ushers would come at this time, we're going to receive our evening's offering. And the Lord is so, He is so good to us. Amen. He blesses. I just wish I could write a book. I'd put in all that He's done for me. And I believe the book would be so large. It would be so humongous because He's blessed so many times. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this night. We praise you for your mercy and your grace. We thank you, Lord, for this part of the service again, that everyone here will give in this offering, Father. Give their tithes and their offering, Father. So bless them as they give. Lord, if there's one here that does need a job, need a raise or a promotion, or God, we just pray blessings upon them that you would work that for them. We thank you, Lord. We know that, God, if we trust in you and believe in you for all things, then, God, you will be there for us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Say love that is better than any on earth. A love that runs deep in my soul. A love that goes further than east to the west. No greater love do I know. I believe that. Sing it with us. A love that is better than any on earth. A love that runs deep in my soul. I'll shout about it. I'll dance about it. 
for God's endless love. Giving us something to sing about tonight, amen? Giving us something to dance about tonight. Giving us something to shout about tonight, amen? And that's His endless love. Always, it's great to see in the house of the Lord this evening. Uh, For those of you who may not be aware, tonight we have come together to celebrate and witness the baptism of some of our brothers and sisters in the Lord, uh, according to the word of the Lord. So we are going to celebrate with them. We are going to uh, uh, just participate with them as they consecrate themselves to the Lord. Uh, But before we do that, we are going to uh, go into the word of God like we always do. Originally, Pastor asked me to bring a brief word, but when he did that, I think he forgot I hadn't preached for two or three weeks, so I got a lot stored up. But uh, we've got some time to hear from the Lord this evening uh, before we just obey him with baptism. And before we go to the word, as always, we just ask for the Lord's anointing to be upon me, upon you, and upon everything that takes place this evening. Amen. Father God, once again, we just come to you in prayer. We come to you with humble hearts, Father God, admitting that whatever takes place this evening, we can't do without you. Without the anointing of your Holy Spirit, Father God, to be upon me and to be upon your people. So, so Father God, we just yield ourselves to you. We give you the room that you need this evening, Father God, to just touch lives and speak into lives, to deliver lives and to to set lives free. God, I pray that you would touch my mind and touch my mouth and touch my heart, Father God. To bring forth the words that you've sown into my spirit, Father God. Didn't know how much time I would have, but you do. And so I just rely on you and your leading, Father God, and your people do the same. Prepare our hearts especially tonight for this time of baptism. This sacred moment, Father God, where people will demonstrate a new devotion to you. I pray that your word, Father God, would just find a place in the soil of our soul. And that you would direct our lives tonight in Jesus' name. All God's people said, Amen. Amen. In Acts chapter 2, tonight what I want to talk to you about, obviously, is baptism. Specifically, I want to talk to you about uh, three words. Repent, baptize, obey. And these are not my words. These are the words of the Lord. And part of those words come in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. They come from Peter, who after being baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost... They come from him when he stood before a great crowd that had gathered in the city of Jerusalem. And these are the words that he preached to the people. He preached, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And he goes on and says, and then you shall be filled with the Spirit as well. And I just want to throw in one of the things, one of the ways for us to be truly empowered by the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to be baptized in water, is to come to a place of repentance where we yield ourselves to God and and walk in His footsteps. And once those things are accomplished, the Word of God tells us, then we can ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit as well, to truly walk in power. I'm not going to preach on that, but I just wanted to make you aware of that as well. But He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of your sins. And the first thing that I want us to understand, church, is that when Peter stood and spoke these words to thousands, the Bible says, of his fellow Jews and to all those in Jerusalem, huge crowd that had gathered on the day of Pentecost to see what was going on, he was not speaking his own words. He was not speaking under his own power and under his own authority. He was speaking under the power of God. He was speaking under the authority and under the anointing of God 
and not under his own. And what we need to understand is that when we listen to these words, it's God speaking to us. These are God's words and God's directions and God's orders. Not mine, not pastors, not man's. These are the words of God. And the words were repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus or in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for the remission of your sins, church. Because how many of you know that salvation starts with repentance? Salvation starts and begins and our journey with Christ begins in that moment of time of repentance in our lives. Salvation begins with a broken and a contrite heart. Salvation begins with a heart that grieves over that which grieves the heart of God. And that which grieves the heart of God is this ugly thing called sin. The thing that grieves the heart of God is the very thing that cost his son, Jesus Christ, his life. The thing that grieves the heart of God is the very thing that God had to turn away from as his son bore our sins on his on the cross. God had to look away. Those are the things that grieve God. The things that grieve God are the very things, the sin that separates us from God, separates us from fellowship with God and separates us from uh, a relationship with God. The sin that I'm talking about is a sin that corrupts us, a sin that a sin that defiles us, a sin that contaminates us, a sin that even condemns us, church, to eternal damnation. And these are this is why God spoke the word repent and be baptized, because without repentance, we shall not see the Lord. Without repentance, we cannot be restored to a right relationship with God. So salvation begins with the act of repentance, church, over repenting over the very thing that grieves God. And what we have to understand concerning this word that Peter spoke about repentance, and Peter wasn't the only one that spoke these words, by the way. John the Baptist did while he was in the wilderness. Paul spoke these words and Jesus himself spoke the words about repentance and baptism. But one of the things that we need to understand about these words about repentance is that repentance is much more than just confessing our sins. Repentance, church, is a turning away from our sins and turning ourselves towards God. Repentance is turning away from the ways of the world, turning away from the ways of our old flesh, turning away from the na- our old nature, turning away from the carnal things that seem to entice us, and then setting our face and our feet and our direction towards God. This is what repentance is all about, and this is what baptism is all about, church. It is all about turning away from our sins. It is about abandoning our sins. It is about forsaking our sins for the sake of Jesus Christ, for the sake of our Father, which is in heaven, church. Repentance is... uh, It means to turn our back on sin and walk away from sin. It means to turn away from the very thing that we used to give our lives to, give our time to, give our money to, give our thoughts to, give our affection to, give everything about our life to. Repentance means to turn our back on those things and set our face to God. How many of you know you can't face God and the world at the same time? How many of you know you can't walk in two directions at the same time? How many of you know I can't look north and south at the same time or east and west at the same time? And this is why Jesus said, repent and be baptized, because unless we do, we've got our eyes and our feet and our life and our affections set in the wrong direction. 
And this is why Peter spoke these words, repent and be baptized, because he knew that it was the only way, church, back to the Father. Not only, church, are we to turn our back on sin and walk away from sin, we must also walk towards the Father. Not only, it's not enough to just turn your back on the old nature. It's not enough to turn your back on sin. We must now turn our face to the Father and walk in that direction. Because the reality is, listen to me, if we don't turn our face towards the Father, if we don't walk towards the Father, what we will end up doing is simply walking away from one sin to find ourselves in the middle of another. If we don't set our face towards God and our feet towards God and our life towards God and our praise towards God and our prayers towards God, we will find ourselves simply moving from one mess to another mess, from one pig pen to another pig pen, from one den of iniquity to another den of iniquity. It's why it's not enough to just turn away from sin. We now have to have a direction, and that direction is to set our face towards God. Our direction should be to the Father which is in heaven. Or we will... See, listen, when you look at the prodigal son, he did a lot more than just confess his sins. He got up and walked back to the Father. He did more than just sit around in his pig pen and confess his sins and confess his faults. He made a determined decision in his heart that I'm going to turn my back on this junk and I'm going to set my face to the Father and whatever it costs me... I'm going to go that direction. You see, understand repentance is far more than confession of your sins. It is a determined decision to turn your back on the things of this world that will destroy you and turn your feet and your face towards God who will redeem you. That's what baptism is all about. It's what repentance is all about. And it's what Peter and Jesus and John and Paul said we must do if we want to see God. And so that's why I'm bringing you this word so you have a deep understanding of what this is all about this evening. This isn't taking a bath. This isn't taking a shower. This is a sacred moment where we consecrate ourselves unto God. As sacred as communion is, understand water baptism is a sacrament. It is as as precious to God as communion. We are to be as devoted and reverent to what will take place in this pool as we do when we hold the bread and the wine in our hands. It's that sacred to God. And it's why it deserves an understanding of what we're doing. And it's why God gave me this word. So that all of us together, those that have dedicated themselves to baptism and those that will be watching, clearly understand what we're doing this evening. It's precious in God's sight. It is the snatching of a soul out of darkness and bringing it into glorious light. And it is something to rejoice about. It is something to praise God about. This shouldn't be done casually like communion shouldn't be done casually. It should be afforded the same reverence as communion does. And I just want us to understand that, church, because God wants us to. What Baptism Church is all about is a demonstration of our new devotion to God. A new, a a, a renewed fervor for God, a a renewed love for God and a passion for God, whether it's the first time that you've come to God or you are restored unto Lord, this is what baptism is all about. It's a demonstration of our devotion to God and it begins with repentance. In Matthew 4, 17, it tells us that from the time Jesus began 
from, uh, no, it says from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. I don't know about you church, but I know the kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus was specifically referring not just to his coming, but to his presence as well. He wanted them to know the kingdom of heaven is near. It's right here, wrapped up in me. Kingdom of heaven is near. And he wanted, in order for them to receive him, they had to repent. In order for you to accept Jesus Christ into your life and have the kingdom of heaven come into your life, it starts with repentance. And then it should be followed with a demonstration of that repentance, which is baptism. That's why Jesus did it himself. And that's why we are called to follow in his footsteps. This is what we need to understand, church. From that time on, what, what, what the Bible is saying is that from the time Jesus came out of the wilderness, from the time he began his public ministry, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And when he came out, from that time on, the Bible says, he began his public ministry. So from the time he came out of the wilderness to the time he ascended to his father, Jesus preached repentance. From the time his public ministry began till the time he ascended to his father to the time it ended, Jesus preached repentance. Uh, We think Jesus preached all about love, and he did. We think all he ever preached about was blessings, and he did. We think all that he ever preached about was marriage and money and, and faith and finances and all those other things. And Jesus preached all of those things. But the foundational and fundamental teaching... That Jesus laid out in his ministry was that of repentance. Because Jesus understood that it was the only way back to the Father. Jesus himself understood that repentance was the only way back home. The only way that the prodigal son found his way back home was through repentance. The only way that the prodigal son once again enjoyed blessings was through this thing called repentance. Like I told you, he could have sat in that pig pen and confessed his sins all day long, but until he turned his back on them and made his way to the Father, that wasn't repentance. Repentance is a double action, and this is what God is calling us to. Jesus himself again said, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He he came to call sinners away from the things of this world, away from sin, and back to God. It's what his ministry was all about, restoration to the Father. It's exactly what repentance and baptism is all about, restoration to the Father. Back into a right relationship with him so that we can walk in his blessings and his goodness and all the things that he has for us. Understand, repentance means a 180 degree turnaround in our life. Not 45 degrees. Not 35 degrees, not 179 degrees. True repentance is a 180 turn of our soul away from the things of this world and fully towards God. If we turn 179%, there's still 1% of our soul that's not devoted to God. And that's not enough. God said, I'm to be first. God said, you're to love me with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. 180 degrees. 180 degrees. When we enter into this pool, we need to understand that God is calling us to a 180 degree turnaround in our life. A turn, listen to me. When you turn 30%, the world's not going to notice. When you turn 25%, the world's not going to notice because 25 of the, 25% of the people are, 25% of our people are 100% of the people that are in your life 25% of the time, they might be good. They might act righteous, look righteous, talk righteous. That's why God wants a 180-degree turnaround in our life so that we can truly be salt and we can truly be light. 
so that we can truly be separated from the things of this world and distinguish ourselves from the very thing God has told us to turn our back on. This is what God is calling us to do through repentance and baptism. So that when we come out of this pool, we can be a true reflection of the Father. So that when we come out of this pool, we can be a true reflection of the kingdom. So that when we come out of this pool, we can walk like sons and daughters of the Most High God. So that we can walk like royalty, like I've been telling you about, like kingdom living. And it begins with repentance and baptism in the water. This is what we need to understand, church. To repent means to leave the old man behind and then to walk in newness of life. You see, the reality is we confess, we can confess our sins all day long and still cling to them. We can confess our sins day after day and yet never abandon them. The truth is we can confess our sins without ever turning our back on them. We can confess our sins while we're walking in sin and never turn around and face God. That's why God used the word repent because he wants us to turn around. And that's what's taking place tonight, church. There are some individuals that have devoted themselves to turning their life around, to turning their face back to God so that they can be blessed by God, so that they can function for the kingdom of God. And we should rejoice in that church. Baptism is an outward demonstration of an inward decision to forsake sin and to turn our life back to Jesus Christ instead. It is a demonstration of our decision it is a demonstration of our decision to come out of this world and into the kingdom of god to come out of darkness and into his glorious light you see before the prodigal son went home he had to make a decision and we all have to too when it comes to repentance when it comes to serving the father when it comes to walking in his we have to make a decision baptism is a demonstration of a decision that you have already made baptism is a decision Baptism is a demonstration of your decision to be restored to a right relationship with the Father. So when you see people entered into this pool, we need to understand they've already made a decision. They've already made a commitment to walk in the ways of the Lord, to devote themselves to the Father and to walk towards the Father. This isn't, this isn't some, oh, I think I'll decide when I get in there. We have to make a conscious decision before we enter into the water, understanding what we're deciding to do. And this is what water baptism is all about, church. Listen, the individual who steps into this water cannot expect the water to change their life. The individual that steps into this water cannot expect the water to change their situation or their circumstances. The individual that descends down into this regular pool of water can't expect this water to change their heart. The reality is the heart should have already been changed before you take one step into that water. The reality is when you step down into this water, you are saying that God has done something in my heart. You are saying God has spoken to me. God has moved upon the soil of my soul. God has revealed himself to me. God has broken me and God has humbled me. And God has revealed to me the things that are displeasing to him. And because of that, God, I repent. Because of that, God, I'm going to demonstrate my devotion to you. When you walk down, you will have already decided that you're going to, amen, that you're going to please the Lord and live for the Lord. And this is what baptism is all about, and it's what we need to understand, church. Baptism is a demonstration of our dedicated decision to be crucified with Christ.
Romans 6, 4 tells us that we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that as just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. The reality is it should, it should so move and stir the soil of the individual soul that steps down into that water, understanding that when they walk out, they are walking out a new creation. That when they step out, all things will have passed away and all things will be made new. It should so stir the soil of someone's soul that when they walk in there, that God so loved them. That He gave His only begotten Son so that we could come to a place of repentance, step into a pool of baptismal water to demonstrate our devotion to God and walk out blessed. That's what this is all about. This is all about God being able to put a blessing on his people. I'm going to touch on that just in a couple more minutes that I have as we go. But what we need to understand, baptism is a demonstration of the old man passing away. So that when we rise up, we can rise up in newness of life. Baptism, church, is an about-face moment in your life. It's an about-face moment in your life where everything about your life can turn around. Everything in your life should turn around. Everything about your life takes on new direction, new concept, new thoughts, new, new, new visions, new, 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 new plans, new purpose for your life. That's what happens when it comes to baptism. The reality is before this moment, we were walking away from God. The individual that, that, that steps into that, uh, this pool, before they do that, they actually are saying that for, before this, I've been doing what's right in my own eyes. Before this, I've been walking in my own ways. Before this, I've been grieving God. Before this, I've been doing what was right in my own eyes and leaning on my own understanding and walking in my own strength. I've been uh, living according to the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. But when I come out, when I come out, I'm going to walk for God. When I come out, I'm going to serve God. When I come out, I'm going, to, I'm going to come out as a child of light. When I come out of this water, I'm going to be a right representation of God. I'm going to be going in the right direction. I'm going to be serving the King of kings and the Lord of lords and not the, the ruler of this world. This is what baptism is all about. In the few minutes that I have, I want you to understand that baptism in Scripture is likened to the flood. After Adam and Eve sinned, we know that the earth grew more and more wicked. The earth grew more and more evil. The earth grew more and more filled with sin and depravity and all those types of things. And Scripture tells us that God had enough. The Scripture tells us that God decided to send a flood, church, to purge the earth of evil. He needed to send a cleansing flood in order to purge the land of its sin. And the Word tells us that baptism is similar to that. This is like going through the flood. This is like God's flood cleansing our souls so that when we come out, we can come out in newness of life, church. Listen, sin, God blessed. In Genesis chapter 1, you know the whole thing. God created man. God created the earth. God blessed them, blessed the earth and man, and said, be fruitful and multiply. And they were living under that blessing, and they were living under that authority, and they were living under that power. But then sin entered into the picture, and they lost it all. Sin came into the picture, and ever since that time, man has turned away from God. 
You see, the reality is the Bible tells us that the individuals that used to walk in the cool of the day with God, they used to walk with God. Imagine that. Adam and Eve used to walk hand in hand with God in the cool of the day. They would fellowship with God just like you and I fellowship with a friend. In the cool of the day, they would walk like best friends until sin came into the picture. And then they hid themselves from God. And when you study it, it means they literally turned their back on God. They couldn't face God because of their sin. It's what sin does. It turns us away from God. You can't face God, like I said, in sin at the same time because you're heading in two different directions. So Adam and Eve, they they turned their back on God, whether it was due to shame, whether it was due to guilt, but they turned their back on God. And man has been turning their back on God ever since they've been turning. They've been turning their back on God. They've been turning their affections and their love and everything about them. They've been turning away from God and toward the things of the world. And that's why God says, I got to bring you through the flood. So that you, I got, you got to repent. I'm going to bring you through the flood so we can be restored to this place of fellowship so that you and I can walk in the cool of the day and fellowship one with another. Remember Adam and Eve who once walked with God now hid themselves with God and we hid themselves from God and we do the same exact thing. It's why we must repent and be baptized. And I'm bringing this to a close. It's why we must go through the water and go through the flood like Noah did church in order to be cleansed. Listen, our willingness to be baptized demonstrates our willingness to allow God to wash away our sins. Our willingness to be baptized demonstrates our willingness to forsake our sins, to forsake our old nature, to forsake the old man for the sake of the Lord. That's what baptism is all about. When we enter into the waters of baptism, we are entering into a flood with an acknowledgement of our sins. When we enter into this baptismal pool... I'll use the word we're entering into a flood with an understanding and an acknowledgement that I need to be cleansed, that I need to be washed, that I need to be reunited with the father, that I need to be that I need to have a right relationship with God established in my life and that I need my life to start going in another direction. That's what baptism is all about. And church, when we rise up from the water, we are also to rise up in newness of life. This is what I want you to understand as I bring this to a close, church, is that it is here where old things are passed away. It is here where all things become new. It is here, church, where the old man is left behind and where we are able to be raised up in newness of life. It is here where our life takes a turn away from the world, away from sin, away from the wickedness, and then Toward the Lord. This is what happens in this pool. When you repent and you understand the commitment that you're making to Christ. Lastly, finally, we have to understand that when we come out of this pool, we are to come out with a spirit of obedience. Jesus, before he ascended to the father, he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go into all the earth and baptize them in the name of the Father. Well, well, preach the gospel. Tell them to go all the earth and preach the gospel, the gospel of repentance. And then he goes on and says, and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. You see, it's not enough, especially for those that are stepping in. It's not enough to step in. When we step in and rise up, We've got to rise up in newness of life, and we've got to rise up with a spirit of obedience. 
When we enter into this water, we are saying, God, I'm leaving this old world behind, the old nature behind, and I'm committing myself to a life of obedience where your blessings can be upon my life. So if you're here tonight and you have prepared to walk into this pool, if you're here this evening and the Holy Spirit has spoken to you and you say, look, I I think I need to repent. I think I need to get some things right. I think I need to turn my life back to God. You're more than welcome to join this group that has already signed up and planned to be part of what we're doing this evening. But if you are, if you've planned or committed, what you are saying is, God, I've chosen to repent. God, I'm choosing to demonstrate that repentance. And God, when I rise up, I'm going to rise up in newness of life and walk in obedience. So if you're here as a candidate, what I'll ask you to do now is to just get up, make your way over to the wall over here on the far side, just line up. Pastor and I will make our way into the pool, and then we will baptize, and you all celebrate together. When an individual comes up out of the water, remember everything that you've heard and celebrate together. Amen?